Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit ViralGrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Sometimes people just didn't understand the hype. Why is this so insane? Why is the marketing so crazy? It's just water. Our actual fans started defending the brand more and more and more. We still are a startup and we don't have the budgets that these big brands have. And we have to be very crafty and kind of like smart with how we think about things whether it's with our wholesale team and our retail team to digitally as well. And so we try to just find people who are able to almost move like mini CEOs of their own domain on a day-to-day basis. And that's been one of the um, important parts of our hiring principles. Welcome to today's episode of Brave Commerce. I'm Rachel Tippograph, the founder and CEO of Micmac. I'm Sarah Hofstetter, president of Profitero. And this is a show that talks about what's relevant in e-commerce for the world's biggest brands. It's the year 2023, and there are still so many new food and bev brands coming to market. You think at this point we would have tasted it all, seen it all. You know how much I love food shopping, right? There's still the same amount of real estate in the store as there was before. So if new things are coming in, then the question is like, okay, the D2C model has been through uh, a series of ups and downs. The in-store distribution, the question is, where are they finding the space? Who's winning? Who's losing? Who's suffering? Who might have had a certain amount of space before that can't? Because to me, it's like, yes, there are new brands that come up every day, which is fun and exciting for shoppers like me. But what does that mean to the stalwarts who have been there for decades? But it's clearly still possible. I mean, I think back to, I don't know how many years ago it was, at least like 20, I guess, when vitamin water showed up, Mm. right? Vitamin water, smart water, like that whole business. And it was backed by, oh gosh. Coca-Cola, no? No, it got bought by Coca-Cola, 50 Cent. 50 Cent was behind it. They gave equity to other celebrities to become a part of it. And yes, then they sold it to Coca-Cola for, at the time, what seemed like a lot of money, which most certainly was a lot of money. But 
you would think that the Coke Pepsi world couldn't get disrupted, right? And then there they came. And yes, they ended up selling off. But we see this a lot. Look at Prime. 100%. I mean, you take Prime, right? Logan Paul, who really grew up on YouTube and then moved to other platforms. And he comes out with his own version of, of Gatorade. And we all thought there was enough sports energy drinks, but guess we were wrong. Well, it's not just that. Prime's got a lot of markets covered. They've got sports drinks. They've got the caffeine thing. They've got mm-hmm. the hydration thing. They're taking a very different approach to the whole model of trying to say Gatorade's here for sports and vitamin water's here for hydration. It really is just a very consumer-centric approach, which doesn't seem outside the realm if you're a celebrity. So the question is, what's next to be disrupted? Well, if you're in marketing, you probably know this brand because it was the big story of essentially 2019 launch to like 2022 skyrocket growth, which is liquid death. And guess what? It's water in a can. Wouldn't we like to hear a little bit more about how that came to be? Let's bring on one of the key leaders in their growth strategy, Hamid, onto the show. Amid, you're growing so quickly. I'm surprised you were able to even make time for us. I appreciate you guys having me on. Absolutely. I think anyone who is in our industry, whether that's CPG, advertising, commerce, has been following Liquid Death's trajectory. I think most recently, you guys were valued at $700 million in your Series D raise. And the value prop of Liquid Death, it sounds so simple, but in execution, we all know how difficult it is to execute. And you can tell me if I have the strategy wrong, but it's to market water like it's beer. While that seems like, wow, why didn't we all think of that? It's incredible how well you guys are executing. And we would love to know like why you think Liquid Death is able to pull this off and maybe other major beverage companies haven't been in the past. There is a part of it where, you know, the premise of the brand was to take the healthiest thing on earth, which is water, and market it with the same kind of energy that all the really bad for you things on the planet do and have. So beer, energy drinks, candy, all that stuff generally has really, really good marketing and energetic and like fun and kind of disruptive stuff, but it's for really bad for you items. So Liquid Death was created on the premise of like, well, what if we take like the energy of that communication and those ads and put them into something like water, which feels very unexpected. It's going to get a lot of people to just be curious, like, what? This is like a water brand. And so part of the strategy is obviously like to inject that kind of energy into water. The second part is like, it's less than like moving like some of those brands in the sense that we talk to people like humans. And it's been the case, whether it was 2019, when we first launched to now, where there's, I'm sure you guys know this very, very, very well. Is like there's brand talk and then there's just like human and people talk, right? A lot of brands talk and sound like brands and while they try to like inject different kind of tone and personality and social, they still feel and come off like brands. I think where we've had success is, you know, we came right out of the gate with like this kind of like stake we put in the ground around murder your thirst, which was our first kind of like moment in 2019 around, hey, we're doing things differently. We started doing campaigns that people were like, Wow, like that's super unexpected for a brand to be talking that way, you know, positioned that way. And I think it just bought us a lot of just like authenticity, love and fandom from people because 
we just were doing things in a very non-typical way, which is, I think, always refreshing and, you know, something that I think a lot of brands can take note from. Follow up question is, how do you protect that, right? Like, could you imagine that another company, once they figure out your secret sauce, replicate that on their own? Because in essence, we're talking about creativity. Yeah, I mean, I think like in many cases, creativity is people are trying to commoditize it in some way, but I think it's still very, very nuanced. Even for Liquid Death, like I think when people see our campaigns, like they're like, wow, that's crazy, funny, whatever, over the top, amazing. You know, but there's a lot of stuff like we don't put out, right? A lot of things that we feel like are a couple of degrees off in one direction or the other. And it's sort of like, I always reflect back to this book that Kevin Roberts, former like head of Saatchi put out, which is called Love Marks, which is creating loyalty beyond reason. Like some of the brands that we're the most loyal to, like there isn't an actual like reason or rational thing that we can point to on why we've developed that love affair for these brands. It could be a car brand. It could be a shoe or footwear or apparel brand. You just know that you love it for some reason or the other. And I think we've been able to tap into that where it just becomes a little bit of a bigger barrier to entry than just being like, we're just going to replicate liquid debts, like creative strategy. And then we're going to have a winner. I think it takes a lot more than that is how you build a brand, how you start it, how you're consistent with it. So from, from our side of things, you know, we've seen it over the years where people have tried to like take little parts and pieces of the brand and, and make it work for them. And it just doesn't always like land. So we're not entirely concerned with that. We're in kind of a race with ourselves we're trying to make sure we have the best creative out there, the best product out there, that we have the best customer experience for people, regardless of the channels that they're on. So that's what we're inherently and entirely focused on versus hey, how do we prevent someone else from doing what we're doing? I love the uh, callback to Love Marks. That was one of the earlier uh, books on marketing that really stuck with me much more than than others, because ultimately it is about those intangibles and Liquid Death is an excellent personification of that. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. One thing I wanted to pull on a little bit, your title is 
SVP of digital retail, you sell water, it's heavy. How do you think about brick and mortar versus e-com in whether it's the path purchase or just how you keep yourself top of mind as you're almost creating your own type of category, if you will? The first 18 months of the business, Liquid Death was primarily an e-com business. We sold through our website and sold through Amazon. But with like CPG, obviously the road to growth is at retail and we're now at 90,000 plus doors across the country. We don't sell water on our website anymore. Kind of a strategic reason, obviously, as you pointed out, water is heavy. It's hard to get kind of the efficiencies there, but we sell on Amazon. Amazon is our biggest retail partner. You know, we've had a ton of success with Amazon on multiple kind of fronts, whether it was 1P or 3P. We do quite a bit on delivery apps. We do with the retailer.coms and the retail media networks. So for us right now, you know, we try to inject a liquid death personality in kind of anti-marketing playbook at all fronts, whether it's our website and how we think about what we call reviews, like we call reviews opinions from internet randos or how we do displays at retail, which is like, you know, creating really cool kind of art piece displays versus just like having a stack of trays with liquid death in them. And for us at the end of the day, like we know there's so many places you can buy liquid death from right now. And we truly do think of it very omni-channel. So, you know, we've had programs where, you know, we did a concert cash program with, um, with Live Nation and Ticketmaster, where if you bought a case of liquid death and you uploaded your receipt, you could earn concert cash that then you could use at Ticketmaster.com. Or if you bought liquid death, you could upload your receipt and earn points, what we call skulls on our website through our rewards program, where you could buy our merchant apparel. So, you know, we tried in this last like year or so, we'll continue to put focus on this is bringing these two worlds together of like physical and digital. And so far we've had, um, you know, some really early and, and nice wins around that, that, that we're really proud of. I'm very appreciative of the way that you're thinking about weaving the brand essence through every possible touch point. I always love it when a brand, even when it's a, you know, a 404 error, it takes you to something that's very true. So whether it's the skulls or whether it's the internet randos, it's fantastic to see you thinking all the way through. So even as you think through things like your product description page, what are the kind of unique things that you guys do to take a seemingly boring canvas and liquid death it up, if you will. We've always been very kind of focused around like simplicity. So it's like, we're trying to land like one joke, maybe like in a product description, or we're trying to like land or focus on one singular objective for like almost everything we put out, which I think is very anti how a lot of, you know, brands think about marketing. Like if you think of performance creative or even like brand creative, if there is a distinction between those two now is like, you're just kind of being pummeled with like facts and RTBs of why you should love this brand or buy this brand. And we strip it down. Like every single thing that we put out is kind of like trying to do one thing and do that one thing really, really, really well. And so we approach it that way. The other thing is, and this is something that a lot of members from Liquid Death have said, and I've said on various podcasts and speaking engagements that like, you know, we start with the premise of like, what's the dumbest thing we can do? And that kind of starts it, but it has us questioning like every single thing that we put out. It could be a Black Friday email, like what's the funniest thing that we can do that actually would drive results or a display at retail or how we think about like our SMS program, like all that stuff needs to be inherently at the core of it, kind of comedic first 
So that's where we start off with. It's a very like focused and singular objective that we have for kind of each thing that we put out. It's awesome, the simplicity and how you guys are thinking about it just from a strategic point of view. You know, as the company has scaled and Sarah and I have experiences with our own businesses and people move further away from the, the center of the sun, let's just say like the founding team. How are you guys instilling that practice in all the meeting rooms that you can't be a part of? Yeah, I mean, we're, you know, we're approaching a couple of hundred people now at Liquid Death, which is insane because I was the first VP of marketing at Liquid Death and we were like three people in a small room together. And now it's just pretty wild to see how big we've become. The people that we hire come through network, right? So while we, you know, post jobs and we get a ton of candidates, like the other day we got a thousand candidates after posting a job for an hour. So there's a ton of people definitely want to work at Liquid Death, but, you know, we've been able to do both internal and external hiring on the internal side like we can really just make sure like we're getting people that kind of match the DNA of how we like move, how speed is so important to us about like just problem solving and thinking about things in different ways is extremely important to us. And that's kind of the core thing is we still are a startup and we don't have the budgets that these big brains have. And we have to be very crafty and kind of like smart with how we think about things, whether it's with our wholesale team and our retail team to digitally as well. And so we try to just find people who are able to almost move like mini CEOs of their own domain on a day-to-day basis. And that's been one of the um, important parts of our hiring principles. I love that. You were touching on something earlier. You mentioned how if you go to our website, you'll notice it's not D2C enabled. We're, we're encouraging people to shop at retail. And then you you launched into um, some really interesting things. It seems like you're doing with loyalty. Was the strategic decision, let's forego D2C, but let's double down on investing in a, a loyalty program to capture first party data? Or how did the organization think about it? Yeah, well, we weren't a brand that started off first on Amazon or another marketplace, like we built up a community through D2C first. You know, we launched a program called Country Club, where to get into Country Club, you you had to sign your soul to us for eternity. And it was legally binding agreement. Early days, we'd give you a free case of liquid death on your first case order. It was like our way of what's a more fun and kind of brand way to get email addresses and phone numbers and not do a 10% off deal or 20% off or free, you know, any of that just like general stuff. And Country Club has been a huge organic growth driver for the business and really what built a lot of loyalty for the business early on because you felt like you were a part of something. And when you felt like you were a part of something, then, you know, we gave you your Country Club contract when you signed your soul over and you could share it to social. And as you shared it to social and your friends were like, like, what the f- did you do? You gave your soul to a water brand. So it really built up. So we built up that audience in that community. And then we decided, like, we'll just wanted to shift gears towards other channels that felt like a better margin position or, you know, we could deliver to customers faster. And that's what Amazon has really been for us. It's, you know, you can get liquid death in some cases in the same day, certainly next day or two days. And that's just like something we would never be able to fulfill on like a customer promise through D2C, unfortunately, with current scale. Yeah, I think for us, like we have an audience that's huge fans. And yeah, to your point, while it's deviated from, I guess, like the early cohort, you know, we're learning every single day that this brand is touching different groups of people that we didn't inherently or anticipate or think of. I think speaks to kind of the strength of the brand that is able to kind of like perform well in different formats, you know, whether it's C-Store 
or gyms or on premise or at big retail to obviously on digital. And then at the same time, we've got different groups of people who are also gravitating towards the brand. I wanted to go back to the thing that you said about thinking about what's the dumbest thing somebody could do with a brand as potent, if you will, as liquid death. How do you protect yourself from consumers taking too much control of your brand to the point that you could wander into dangerous territory? Like, it's great when you're controlling the messaging, but a brand is about what people say about you when you're not in the room or when they're on social media. What do you do to protect yourself while still giving the kind of liberty and and freedom that you do give through country club or social or other mechanisms? We're kind of in the business of like putting out great content and great product. And we have been really fortunate to have a lot of fans who have kind of become the defenders of this business. You know, when we first launched in 2019, we had a video that was somewhat polarizing, but all of our videos are pretty polarizing where half of the people loved this, half of them hated it. What we started just noticing over time from that video into onwards, where a lot of people were like, it's just water, you know? And that's become a tagline for us. It's like, don't be scared. It's just water because sometimes people just didn't understand the hype. Why is this so insane? Why is the marketing so crazy? It's just water. And so on our side, our actual fans started defending the brand more and more and more. Or we asked when we did like opportunities where fans can actually submit content for like different programs and awards like we had one where it was like hey do the craziest skate kind of routine inside your house and this was when covid first started and we'll pay your rent for the next six months or we'll pay your mortgage for the next six months so we did programs like that where yeah people submitted their own content and we picked the ones that were the best but like generally a really well-behaved and respectful fan group here and that's been pretty insane and unreal to see is how like it's been fairly consistent from 2019 to 2023. We've had an audience that's really moved with us, who supported us through kind of any and all pieces of content and things that we've kind of done. I'm so curious how you're going to answer this question. Maybe we should change it for this episode. What's the stupidest thing you've ever done? But the show is called Brave Commerce. So to me, what's the bravest thing that you've ever done? As a brand or me personally? <laughs> no, you personally, you. Wow, this it takes me a long time to answer. Maybe I'm not as brave as I uh, imagined to be. Yeah, I think the, probably the bravest thing I've ever done is probably more of a family thing than anything. Like, I'm from originally from Afghanistan. My parents came here in the late 80s. I was like five years old. And I think just like the bravest thing that I've ever done is like, you know, just see my parents kind of like early struggles as we try to navigate growing up in America and how that worked and being able to kind of set new kind of goals for myself that exceeded what refugee parents would think. So my parents to this day don't know what I do. I still can't explain it to them. It's a 20 plus long key career and they just don't know what it is. So I think the bravest thing I'm doing on a day-to-day basis is just trying to make my parents proud with focusing on things that, um, that yeah, kind of give me fulfillment and being able to do things that make me happy, which is something they didn't inherently have a chance to do as they kind of migrated to another country. They tried liquid death, your parents? Yeah, they love liquid death. My dad is like, I don't know, he has like Google alerts set up because he's like, oh, you guys just did this and this just happened. So yeah, they love the brand. They love the new tees that we just launched a couple of months ago. So yeah, they're big fans of the brand. Awesome. 
Well, Hamid, we're so thankful for your insights. Everyone is watching Liquid Death, so I'm sure they will learn lots from you on this show. Cool. Well, thank you, too, for both having me on. And yeah, looking forward to uh, seeing it come out. Well, if you enjoyed learning about Liquid Death and you want to think more about this ecosystem, especially beverage, health, two great episodes to check out from the past, go listen to Kaylin's episode, who's the CMO of Gatorade, or take a path down memory lane all the way to 2021 to check out Ingrid Cordry's episode on noon hydration. Thanks for listening. Share it with a friend. Like us, write a review on Apple Podcast. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Hi, I'm Jackie Cooper, Global Chief Brand Officer at Edelman and the host of Touch of True, a new podcast launching on the Adweek Podcast Network. My dad gave me this incredibly smart piece of advice, meet everyone once. As a result, I've met some of the most fascinating and inspiring people on the planet. Now on Touch of Truth, we're coming center stage and sharing the mic to experience stories of truth, insights and visions for the future that will challenge your way of thinking. Touch of Truth is available wherever you listen to podcast. New episodes come out every Tuesday. I do hope to see you there.